Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Sided Network. I'm your host, uh, Associate Editor Peter Panacey, and uh, Robert Morrison is off for the night. So you just get stuck with me this time flying solo in the wake of the debacle that was Week 7, 49ers Chiefs. And uh, yeah, I really don't know what more needs to be said about that game, except for a lot needs to be said about that game and what happened out of all of it. And we'll try to walk our way through the uh, the disaster that was Week 7 and try to at least put it to bed in a way that maybe can be positive as best as we can. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but either way, before we get into all of that, just a little bit of housekeeping. If you enjoy the Niner Noise podcast, either myself with Robert Morrison coming on or some of the other guests and uh, special hosts that we have, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, give us that five-star review. It helps with the metrics. It is something that really does help the podcast grow. And ultimately, that's what we love to do here on this show is uh, reach more people and uh, influence them because we're always right and they're always wrong. Just kidding. Anyway, so... Look, Sunday's game is one of those where I don't really know where to begin. And chances are, if you're tuning into this podcast, you know exactly well what happened. I'm not going to educate on anything to you. 44-23 Chiefs. About the only positive takeaway I'll say is that the Niners were still relatively in the game after the first half, right? I mean, and and it could have not been that way. (laughs) Uh, You had the 49ers... um, getting a little bit of lucky if you would where you know it's a it's a they force a um or i'm sorry they uh they commit a a mistake jalen moore with his false start on a would-be field goal try uh knocks 49ers out of field goal range it's a punt the chiefs muff it sky moore unable to hang on to it 49ers recover at the 12 and then oh a few plays later jimmy garoppolo throws an ill-advised interception in the red zone chiefs drive all the way down the field and oh they nearly score a touchdown only to be negated by one of their own penalties uh and then their own field goal try from harrison butker misses so that was kind of the weird end to the first half and i really don't know if there's anything more that needs to be said beyond that as far as what took place in the second half. 
So I, I could pour over stats. You know, I could talk about the Chiefs rushing for well over 100 yards. I think they rushed for 112 yards, averaged something like five yards a carry or five plus a carry against the 49ers defense now that in back-to-back weeks uh, hadn't that has allowed a 100-yard rushing effort from another team. And, and before these last two weeks, you'd have to go back into the middle of last season, last time to find a team to do that. Uh, chalk it up to D'Amico Ryan's having some issues or chalk it up maybe to Eric Armstead being out. I don't know. But either way, kind of a big glaring problem. The 49ers are starting to give it up run, you know, massive run gains and everything like that. But one of the things that also stood out to me from that game was just how well Chiefs head coach Andy Reid took advantage of the 49ers' defensive aggressiveness. You saw over-pursuits by Nick Bosa, Samson Ebicam, uh, Fred Warner especially. I mean, you you look at almost every single individual player on the 49ers' defense, they did not have a good game. I mean, it, it, Andy Reid literally ran circles around both Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryans, and it wasn't even funny. I mean, literally getting the 49ers' defensive line to overcommit and then throwing out a bunch of lead blockers on screens. You know, so it's, it's screens and dump-offs that should go maybe for like six, seven yards optimal wind up going for like 30 yards. And, you know, if you look at the stats and how many third and longs the Chiefs converted, it's, it's, it's insane, right? It's insane. And granted, the Chiefs are one of the best third and long teams in the NFL, if not the best. But it was a clinic. It was an absolute clinic. Six of nine on third downs for Kansas City. Eight of 14 for the 49ers. Not terrible. But the big number that stands out, if you're a San Francisco fan, going two of five in the red zone, trading field goals for touchdowns with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, probably not a good deal. And certainly it wasn't. And the 49ers completely going flat in the second half. They at least stayed in it the first half. And, you know, again, I could go back to all the stats. I can go to the second half, just complete meltdown by the 49ers defense, which did not play well. They've received plenty of criticism over the last, uh, you know, few hours since the game's concluded. All of that is justified. Perfect. Fine. Whatever. The defense did not have its good game. All right. It's good day. And that's back-to-back week now, weeks now where you can look at D'Amico Ryan's unit and say, gosh, this, 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 this group isn't playing very well. You know, and a week ago against the Falcons, sure, maybe the Niners were banged up. But for the most part, this group was healthy. Of course, it's the Chiefs. The number one ranked scoring offense coming into the game. Kansas City puts up. 529 yards of net offense. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes passes for over 400 yards. Uh, yeah, oof, okay. Um, but look, forget all that. Here's the thing that's really starting to make me wonder. 49ers are 3-4. and four, And maybe you can understand how the 49ers losing to Kansas City. All right, well, hey, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are probably one of four teams in both the AFC and the NFC, one of four teams in the NFL, I should say, that has a legit shot at a Super Bowl. Probably throw the Bills in there. Uh, I would probably say in the NFC, I, I can't overlook the Eagles now, although that's weird. And I still put in the Packers, but hey, the Packers and the Buccaneers, they still have the same record as the 49ers, three and four. So it's a weird season. Either way, the Chiefs are a Super Bowl contender. The 49ers just took the measuring stick to see if they matched up against the Chiefs on, you know, friendly territory, you know, at Levi Stadium, and got walloped. 
in every every facet of the game. You know, offense, defense, special teams. Chiefs were better on special teams, and you know, they had that muffed punt, but still, uh, it, it, it was not even close. The, the, the 49ers measured up against the big dogs, and look, it wasn't even close. So there's a few things that I kind of want to point out big picture-wise. One loss to the Chiefs isn't too big of a deal, right? And I, and I think a lot of us circled this game as a probable loss for San Francisco with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey coming to town. But the 49ers have struggled to put up more than 21 points in a game this season. I think they're averaging, and now including Week 7, uh, 20.7 points a game, which is, you know, including defensive scores. You know, there's there's a few of those to, to, to think about, but 20.7 points a game. That's 20th in the league. So, and then, of course, against Kansas City, the Niners score 23 points. Some of that comes in garbage time. Well, you know, George Kittle with his touchdown is first of the year, by the way. Uh, weird to think that, but, you know, kind of making the game interesting, but really the Chiefs, they were going to win that game by that point. But either way, the 49ers struggling to score more than 20 points in a game this season. And you think of the talent that offense has, right? And I know, okay, you can criticize Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe he's not necessarily a great quarterback. Maybe he's not elite, okay? But, hey, manage a game, right? Like, you can do worse than Jimmy G. Let's give Jimmy G his due. He's not Nick Mullins. He's not C.J. Beathard. 49er fans have seen plenty of bad quarterbacking over the years. He's not Brian Hoyer. Um, but you look at the, tra- the talent around him, right? I, I, I mean, <laughs> Trent Williams, an all-pro left tackle, probably the best football player going today, right? Like, literally the best football player. He's the best offensive tackle by far, but maybe the best best football player, period. Uh, a perennial pro bowler in Kyle Juszczyk, who happened to break his finger <laughs> against Kansas City, so he might be out for a week. There's your, there's your injury news. Sorry, I'm kind of flying off the wind on this podcast, but I really don't care. After a loss like that, throw out the script, just have fun. So anyway, you know, Juszczyk, perennial pro bowler, you know, Trent Williams, an all-pro, perennial pro bowler. George Kittle, Pro Bowler, All Pro, Debo Samuel, an All Pro. You know, even in like your 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 secondary and tertiary guys, maybe not necessarily your blue chip players, but your nice contributors. Elijah Mitchell, of course, he's banged up. Jeff Wilson, he's been productive when he you know when he has had a chance to do so. Brandon Ayuk's coming on. You know, I mean, this offense has weapons. And then, oh yeah, you tack on Christian McCaffrey, who understandably got about twenty touches. Uh, his debut, I mean, he didn't necessarily master the entire playbook yet, but he got about 20 touches. You have so much talent on that side of the ball. And what does everybody talk about when they think of Kyle Shanahan? They think offensive genius. They think of someone who just uses all kinds of misdirection and smoke screens. And there's one formation that runs out there on the field, and yet the 49ers will run you know any different number of plays out of that formation with with pre-snap motions and all that sort of stuff disguising this bootlegging that it is one of the most complex innovative offenses and there's weaponry within it and the reason i bring this up is you look at the 49ers pound for pound on that side of the ball just the offensive roster right like i'm not even going to get into to D'Amico Ryan's and the defense and all that you look at the offense, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, you know, now Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, Kyle Juszczyk. How come this offense is only averaging 20.7 points a game? You know, granted, Jimmy Garoppolo can probably bear a little bit of the blame. That's fine. That's fine. But really, the supporting cast around him isn't that bad. 
right? And he should be doing enough. He should he should have enough at his disposal. And there's been some games where actually Garoppolo's played fairly well, but things haven't clicked, right? And it seems like each week there's something that's going on, right? One week the 49ers just can't can't execute in the red zone. They're settling for field goals. The next week they're turning the ball over. The week after that, everybody's dropping the ball. And then a week after that, there's penalties. And penalties have been a problem for San Francisco. I actually wrote something about this over at Niner Noise um, that'll go live here soon. But the Niners are right back in after their, uh, what was it, I believe, nine penalties against uh, Kansas City. No, I'm sorry, 10 penalties for 80 yards against Kansas City. Uh, The Niners now are tied for the fifth most penalties in the NFL after seven weeks. So yeah, there's a problem. There's a lot of problems. And this is kind of the whole part that's just weird. All that offensive firepower, you know, maybe a very mid quarterback, but the 49ers still averaging 20.7 points a game, 20th overall in the NFL. Where does that blame go? Do you look at someone like Kyle Shanahan? Do you say, hey, Kyle, like we get it. Maybe sometimes your offenses start slow. Maybe sometimes you're trying to dial up the perfect play to go over the middle so that Jimmy Garoppolo's got a slam dunk and he doesn't have to think. He doesn't have to, you know, improvise a little bit. Up to you if you want to determine whether or not that's good or bad. 2017, Jimmy G improvised a little bit. He seemed to have fun with that. You know, we came in for Trey Lance back in week two. Uh, He seemed to improvise a little bit, seemed to have some fun with that. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but speaking of the Seahawks in week two, Seahawks, they're averaging 26.1 points a game. That's fifth best in the NFL. That's a supporting cast of Geno Smith as your quarterback, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Noah Fant's been okay. That offensive line's been improved, yes. Rashad Penny's been banged up. Yeah, I mean, really, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are the only names that should stand out from that group. Geno Smith, because he's a quarterback, and that's a high-profile position, but that's the fifth-best scoring offense in the NFL. That is lacking talent. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are, are pretty darn good football players. But in terms of pound for pound, you would expect a 49ers offense to completely wallop in the standings compared to, to Seattle. So that's the part that I really start questioning some things. And, and maybe, hey, maybe I am questioning Kyle Shanahan. Whatever it is you've got going on, I don't know if you're, you know, paralysis by analysis or or you're really just you know, taking too much on, you need to dish out duties to an offensive coordinator and maybe make Anthony Lynn, your running backs coach, have a little bit more responsibility there. I don't know. I have no idea what the solution is, but I can tell you that this group is underachieving. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And sure, everyone is going to call out what happened on the defensive side of the ball. But it's such a hand-in-glove element to it that, look, there's got to be some days, some games, where the offense picks up the defense. You're going up against the Chiefs, the number one scoring offense in the league. And granted, the 49ers have the number one scoring defense in the league up to that point. So it's, you know, (laughs) the unstoppable force against the immovable object. You know, the unstoppable force won in that case. But... If you're the 49ers offense, you needed to take some pressure off that defense. And it just didn't happen. Settling for field goals and then, you know, the turnovers again and then just kind of falling apart in the second half. You know, it's like those first couple of drives seemed to go really well. But, I mean, you saw the stat. What was it? Kyle Shanahan's offenses, I think, are what, 1-26? Or Shanahan's teams are 1-26 when trailing in the fourth quarter? Like, like really? <laughs> So, yeah, these aren't things that necessarily you want to jump up and down about. So, either way, big problem there for San Francisco. I did mention, however, a little while ago that I do kind of want to spin this on a positive note. And, look, I can be frustrated to the moon and back with how bad the offense has been. I can look at Kyle Shanahan and say, you're a head coach. Like, I don't know your job as well as you do. I can't tell you how to do your job, even though probably every single 49er fan out there believes he or she could do a better job than Kyle Shanahan. We probably all think that. Fine, whatever. We're fans. We can do whatever we want. But whatever it is, it's happening on your watch. You know, this offense is better than what's being put on tape. It's better than what's being put on the stat sheet. You know, I mentioned that 20.7 points a game. Like, like that's really what you need to know about San Francisco's offense. You can look at the t- the players. You can look at Ayuk. You can look at Samuel. You look at Christian McCaffrey now. You look at Trent Williams. You look at Kyle Juszczyk. You look at George Kittle. You know, I mean, heck, even some of the guys buried down the depth chart look promising. Ray Ray McLeod. You know, okay, like he can be good. More of a return guy, but he did catch a touchdown. His first of the year from Jimmy Garoppolo. Thanks. That was the Niners' first score. And, oh, hey, the 49ers got out to a 10-point lead over the Chiefs again, and uh, they did not win. So, sorry to bring that up. But whatever. I'm snarky. I really don't care. So, again, (laughs) just having a little bit of fun here and uh, going completely off script and and kind of just more of of a rant or event session, if you would. 
So anyway, I did mention all of this that I wanted to try to put this into some sort of positive spin, right? And I know after a loss like what happened on Sunday, we're, we're, we're reminiscing back to the Chip Kelly era where games are over by halftime. You know, the other team would be up like 31 to 10 going into the third quarter. And you're like, why am I even watching this? That's what Sunday felt like. It was literally that painful. But hey, let's be honest with ourselves here. Let's try to understand that it's not all bad, right? Let's not panic too much here. For starters, just the very simple reason that, hey, it's just one loss. Even the best teams in the league can have an absolute stinker of a game, right? I I, I mean, you can have one of those games where you just completely are out of sync, out of whack. And the Chiefs, they were angry. They were angry after losing to the Bills at home the previous week. Always be wary of the the team that loses a tough rivalry matchup the week before. And and yeah, sure, the Chiefs and the Bills, they should be rivals right now. That's the new 49ers-Cowboys of the 1990s. So anyway, it's just one loss. The 49ers could have lost 50-10. to 10. It still would have counted the same as 24-23. It, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's one loss, right? Okay, you look at the standings, you know, offensive points allowed, you know, what all that sort of stuff. Like, you can think about all that, but... Really, it's just one loss, all right? And the Niners are going to have bad games. They've had some bad games this season. They've lost to some really bad opponents. You know, the Bears in week one, the Falcons, you know, the previous week. Go to the Broncos. I mean, my gosh, that one hurts really bad. So keep that in mind. You can also keep in mind the fact that the 49ers have typically started slow under Kyle Shanahan. You know, you look at last year, a 3-5 and five start. 49ers made it to the NFC Championship game. Granted, a lot of things had to go the Niners' way. You know, they caught some breaks, that's for sure. But at least they put themselves in a position to catch some breaks. They made it to the NFC Championship game after starting 3-5. and five, And, oh, hey, guess what? The turnaround game was back then. It was against the Rams. Guess who the 49ers are playing in Week 8? The Rams. <laughs> so, hey, you know, aside from that NFC Championship last February, 49ers have dominated the Rams. I don't need to educate you on that. Of course, you already know the numbers right there. That's seven in a row during the regular season. The 49ers have won. You want to get right game, you go up against L.A., especially with that shoddy offensive line outside of Cooper Cup. Nobody down in Los Angeles is doing much of anything on offense. So, yes, it's a prime opportunity for San Francisco to go back to 500. The 49ers offense, it started slow. The 49ers teams as a whole, they've started slow too. So maybe we're just seeing another example of that. I did mention all of the talent on not just the offensive side of the ball, but let's flip in the defensive side of the ball too. We saw the defense perform at an elite level for the first six weeks. Week seven, you would say week, week six too against the Falcons, maybe not so much. But for the first five weeks for sure, the 49ers defense was playing at an elite level. The offense needed to catch up. Now maybe the offense is starting to catch up, but the defense is slacking off a little bit. Here's the point. Despite whatever blame points you want to make, if you want to blame Kyle Shanahan, whatever, you want to blame Garoppolo, fine, go ahead. The 49ers simply have too much talent to be that bad. Now, it kind of cuts both ways because you're asking yourself, well, why are they that bad then? Why, Why are they having games like they did against the Falcons and the Chiefs? They should be better than that. Well, you would rather have the talent and not play up to it than not have the talent and not be able to play up any higher, right? Does that make sense? Like, you would rather have the talent available to improve as a team rather than a bunch of, you know, second and third stringers trying to play impact roles on a team that's probably going to wind up winning two or three games anyway. 
The Niners have the talent. It's there on both sides of the ball. It just hasn't totally jived yet. Now, again, that's a problem perhaps in of itself. You know, you can look at Kyle Shanahan and say, hey, you have tons of talent on this team. You just added more in Christian McCaffrey. Why isn't this team playing better? However, you would rather be in that situation. Trust me, you'd rather be in that situation than a team that has no talent and knows, okay, we're not going to get any better than we are right now because we don't have the names, the power, the players to do that. 49ers have the talent. That talent can improve, and it can turn things around in a heartbeat. You know, and to be honest with you, probably the biggest reason why, if if you're going to be upset or panic about what happened with the 49ers, chew on this. The NFC is terrible. (laughs) I mean, let's let's be honest. It's not even, I wouldn't even say it's the NFC. I want to say that there's probably... 20, I don't know, 22, 23 teams in the league are just so inconsistently bad. Now, sadly, the 49ers are in that bunch, right? Like, like the 49ers are in that. They're not immune to it. There's probably only four or five teams, and I, you know, I mentioned the, the two AFC squads, like the Chiefs and, and, the, uh, and, and the Bills as being, you know, the top, the top dogs by far. But, I mean, have you seen teams rise and fall? I mean, the Dolphins got off to a hot start and then not so much. Everybody thought the Chargers would be just on fire this year. And, gosh, they're, you know, Brandon Staley's just having a tough go of it. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, it, there was, you wondered what the Broncos were going to be. And some people thinking Russ would make, Russell Wilson would make all the difference. And, uh, yeah, that's been a train wreck. A train wreck the 49ers lost to, ultimately. There's been so much bad football, but especially in the NFC and the NFC West in particular. I mean, you look at the Seahawks. I mentioned this. The Seahawks have done more with less this season. So give credit to them if you want to, as much as that stinks to say. But Seattle's four and three sitting atop the division. It was just like it was back in week one where every single team lost but the Seahawks. And you're like, how did that happen? (laughs) The Seahawks had the, the worst roster in the entire division, and yet they're somehow in the lead within it. So... The NFC West is wide open. Seahawks four and three. The Cardinals, the 49ers are three and four. Granted, the 49ers have two divisional wins already, so that's a bonus. And then of course the Rams, who were idle in week seven, are three and three and getting ready to face off against the Niners for an NFC West showdown. The second game of that two-game series, of course, the 49ers winning uh earlier this season, I believe by a score of oh, I forget, probably something to something else. But off the top of my head, I think it was, what, 24 to 9, I think? 24 to 10? No, it was 24 to 9 because the Rams were held out of the end zone. So either way, you're looking for that kind of matchup again, a get-right game for San Francisco. And uh, against the Rams, that'll be it. So, uh, yeah, try to spin it some optimism into it. Try to make sure that, look, as ugly as this loss was, it's one loss. You know, it's not a playoff eliminator. The NFC stinks. The NFC West isn't very good either. The road to get into the postseason is certainly there, and the 49ers have the talent to turn it around. Will they? That's a big question. And if they don't, there's even bigger questions. So digest this loss, 49er fans. Just just try it as best as you can to say, hey, that stunk, whatever, you know, off day. You got to have a bad day to realize that good days are good. That was a bad day. So try to do that as much as possible. And then, of course, we will be back later this week to take a look at what is on tap with the 49ers and Rams in Week 7 down at SoFi Stadium in Southern California. 
probably a pretty important matchup, I'd say, if I was San Francisco. You know, going to, 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 to three and five isn't necessarily great, but they've done it both. They've come back from it before, but of course, four and four, you'd feel a lot better with yourself. So anyway, before I head, we sign off for the rest of the day. Just one quick last favor. Uh, if you enjoy what you hear, like I mentioned, you know, either myself, Robert Morrison, some of the other co-hosts that we bring on from time to time. Uh, as well as some of the guests that we have on from time to time. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, hit the five-star review, and uh, be sure to share the podcast with all of your 49ers family and friends. So until next time, on behalf of Robert Morrison, my name is Peter Panacey, Associate Editor of Niner Noise. Let's go ahead and sound the horn. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.